Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Hey, it's Miraza. Happy Tuesday to you. We take out the trash. DA is back. We're not really sure what Bogus is doing, but he's here too. It's the best of the DA show. Now. <laughs> we begin... With Gronk. I think we all know Gronk had a good time during his playing days. I think we all know that Gronk, like Spike, and Gronk like beer, and Gronk like women, and Gronk like life. Yo soy fiesta. But... Would you ever peg one of the greatest tight ends of all time for being absolutely obliterated the night before a game and has to basically be risen back to life pregame on the trainer's table? That's what one of his one of his former teammates said. This is now a point of controversy because Julian Edelman came out and said that is not true at all. Gronk was one of the most committed teammates I have ever had. There's always going to be a bit of a lore mythology around Gronk because he was more public with his antics than many others. Certainly of this day and age, maybe way back when, a Joe Namath, a Sonny Jurgensen, the guys that were known as party animals, Ken Stabler might have been able to get away with that. Today, you don't really get away with being kind of a, a drunken lout before games. You're expected to be much more than that. And so... Would this change perception of Gronk if he was a drunken disaster? It is where we begin, your cold open. I've read somewhere that you said that you believe your partying made you a better player. Uh, Yes, in in ways. So I've always said that, you know, it was kind of like my my past to to partying. You know, everyone's like, Rob, you're partying too much or whatever. I just had a good time growing up. I'm from Buffalo, as you can see. The Bills Mafia. You watch the Bills Mafia. They're they're tailgating. They're jumping off... uh, with yeah. RVs into tables, breaking, breaking tables. That's yeah. how I grew up. Like, I'm from Buffalo. So yeah. they, we love to have a good time. We love to do crazy things like that. And then I realized, like, I was telling everyone, like, it makes me better if I party. Like, I'm, I'm a better player out on the field. And then I realized it. And then I went back. And I was like, how do I party? Well, I'm carrying my friends, you know, throughout the bar. I'm holding them up. I'm lifting them. I'm curling them. Okay, on my back. I'm jumping up and down. And I'm dancing the whole time. Kind of like Austin Butler. I'm freaking gyrating. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's <laughs> it. Yes, yes. And that's, yes, that's helping you. Yes. And then I realized that that tra- translated to the football field. Yeah. I don't believe it. It's the most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heartrending. It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. So that was Gronk on Jimmy Fallon a couple of months ago. 
I think his teammate's name that said this is Jake Beckett. Is that right? Jake Beckett, I believe, was a backup tight end, a practice squad defensive end that got switched over to offense. But was basically in, off, on the roster, back and forth with the practice squad. Yeah, the problem is he spells it Q-U, so you don't know if it's like Beckwet. Yeah. Unless he's French-Canadian, it's probably Jake Beckett. (laughs) So whoever the hell Jake Beckett is said this, and this is what got this whole thing rolling that Gronk apparently was a disaster. Beckett told Blaze TV's primetime with Alex Stein that Gronk would get wasted the night before game days, unconscious to the point where the crew would have to drop him off at the team facility where he'd crash on one of the training tables. Then an hour or two later, the trainers would come in to start their work day. They'd come in, see Gronk sprawled out of the training table, fast asleep. They'd go over there, wouldn't wake him up, roll up one of his sleeves, stick an IV in his arm. After a couple of hours, he would wake up like Frankenstein, go out there and just kick ass. It was Edelman who said, this story is BS. Everyone wants to paint Gronk as a party animal. In reality, and one of the most dedicated teammates I've ever had. I think the truth lies somewhere in between. Do I think there were Saturday nights where Gronk would go out in his heyday and Gronk would party it up? Probably there had to be a moment or two like that. And was Gronk such a monster that he could lie on the training table, get an IV, wake up, and go catch 12 passes for a buck 22 and two touchdowns? Yes, that is absolutely plausible. But I also think that the Gronk spike, Gronk party thing was not really indicative of his commitment to football. Because I think around football, off days, off season, Gronk absolutely had his fun. I think in season, it would be very difficult for Rob Gronkowski to play the position that he did and get hammered wake up and go out and play that position. I think a little easier back in the day for a Ken Stabler, for a Sonny Jurgensen, for a Joe Namath, because you're kind of groggy, you're going over to the huddle, you're calling your own plays, and you're kind of like gunslinger getting it done. In modern NFL, In Belichick's offense, in the Brady offense, in the Patriot way, I don't think you're waking up bleary-eyed, half-tanked, and getting up and, and performing the way that he did. So I think, to me, it sounds like it was somewhere in between. But I, I also think that that Gronk's party lifestyle is such a unique dynamic for modern sports because we don't really abide by that anymore. I think money got so huge, scrutiny got so intense that guys don't really have nightlifes before games. I mean, maybe James Harden strip clubs before NBA games. Most people don't think that many NBA regular season games matter much. In the NFL, I just, I I don't think that this is a common thing and I don't think it would be applauded the way that it used to be but it is part of the reason why I've always thought thought that Gronk lived by a second standard that most people don't the people kind of applauded the Gronk party animal idea dynamic when they would say tisk tisk to a lot of other guys that would do that 
Now, Gronk was amazingly productive. He's one of the great tight ends of all time. But there was something about Gronk's, like, just one big kid, how can you get mad at him, that people seem to applaud versus other guys that they would come down harder on. The other thing, though, is that Gronk was a second-round pick, and he was not a guarantee. A lot of back problems back in college. So the, the Patriots, who have had a really bad time drafting recently, this is one of Belichick's greatest draft picks ever. You can't even count Brady as a great draft pick because they had no idea. You don't draft the greatest quarterback of all time in the sixth round and think you got something. That's just a total flyer that happened to fall on their lap. But the Gronk pick was a late second-round pick, and everybody passed on him in the first round because of back issues and injury issues in Arizona, thinking that he would never hold up, and the Patriots took the risk, and obviously it paid huge dividends. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. 855-212-4227. It is good to be back. You know, with all the moving parts around here, I was going to take this week off paternity leave. This is my second stint, paternity leave-wise. Second stint on the IL. That's right. But I said with the Mraz news and everything, let me come back, let me work this week. I want to have the whole band back together. And what we found out is that in me cutting short the paternity leave, some other things stayed. Bogues is in studio with me. Bogues, you're not doing headlines today. I'm not doing anything as Nothing. far as that. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's gloss over this. Let's move on quickly. Let's get the sound check. Let's Bogues point this out doing anything. to nobody that I'm just kind of sitting here. So Nothing. who's doing headlines? Pat Boyle's here today. Boyle's shirt on for the shirt moment. On. So Pete is behind the board. Mraz is producing today, also no. on the other side of the glass. Mm, yeah, producing, as always. Eh. Loosely used. Pat is doing headlines. Correct. And you're... I'm here for whatever you need me to do, Moral DA. support? I could be your emotional support <laughs> co-host. <laughs> I can get you some drinks. I can go to Duncan. You need to dig up some old, embarrassing Sean sound. I can do that. Ooh. Okay. I can chuckle. I can argue with you. I As I texted you yesterday, you tell me what you need these next four mornings... I'm your guy. I'm a fixer. Bogues is the intern. Bogues also so yeah. awkwardly uncomfortable with the role. He's decided not to sit directly next to DA. He's hidden himself. Oh, I would in never sit in that chair. This is my this is my seat. Do you usually sit there when Mraz is yes. in this seat? Okay. Yes. So, what should we have Bogues do today? We have we have Bogues at our disposal. Well, I mean, when you sent an email yesterday, there's some certain clips we might be looking for for some decade of DA stuff. Maybe we'll have him go out there. Maybe he makes a breakfast run. You know, we think about whatever we'd have an intern do. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering about that email that I sent yesterday that seemed to go unresponded to. I said, you know, with Mraz <laughs> now, with the last couple of weeks to go, we could maybe do some Mraz-centric decade of DA clips. And I said... There's also some amazing baseball stories happening, and this would be a great baseball week to get drilled down into some of the best stories. And I woke up today and saw no decade of DA on the rundown and a guest that clearly was not booked by Mraz because there's a plug separate. Oh, no, 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 no. Hold on. Hold you on. got this all wrong. Hold on. Yesterday, yesterday I spent several hours trying to hammer down 
some of the guests you've asked for. Tomorrow, we will have John Sadek from the Reds on. Awesome. I did not want to leave us guestless your first day back Hold and get on. that thrown back Who at me. Who booked John Sadek in like 11 minutes last you night? D- I did. I had, I've had oh. some trouble. Bogues booked yeah. him. See, I'm right. doing those things. So Bogues been helping out now as another associate producer. <laughs> yeah, I think he's interviewing for the role. Okay. Um, well, I actually some, want Peach Jobs. Somebody tell the bosses <laughs> Bogues is now in the interview process. <laughs> so I said, okay, if I can't get something localized today, who would be great? on all the baseball stories. Brian Kenny, we love on the show. He's a staple. So I went to MLB Network. They have provided us Brian Kenny. Still waiting on a plug there. As far as the decade of DA stuff, we're working on it. You asked for a specific decade of DA clip, which full disclosure, if they're full, they were going to... Feels like a needle in a haystack. So I thought today we would go over what days and what else we would specifically be going for because we haven't seen you. Well, we, we can talk about the needle in the haystack one. I didn't think it was going to be that hard to find. It was the first time Mraz got coined Mraz because when he moves over to the local side of things, we can't talk about what city that station is in because there's the embargo going on right now. But in that radio station he'll work on, they're using his full name. It's not Mraz. Sean Morash. Is, he's going to go back to his original identity, much like Batman going back to Bruce Wayne. The corporate name. The corporate <laughs> name. On the his business professional card. professional name. Are you going to make sandwiches again, too, or just go back to Sean? <laughs> <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> so with that, I said, why don't we go back to the first time that he was coined Mraz? It was a, a caller from Salt Lake City who called up during the overnight days, a couple of months in, Cited it like Jason Mraz, the pop star, and me and Kenny Brock thought it was the most hysterical thing ever. We started calling him Mraz kind of as a tease, and instead it just turned into his alter ego. So I didn't think it would be that hard because you could just go back in time to when we were not calling you Mraz, and it happened to be, it had to have been that show. We went from Sean Morash to Mraz overnight. No, you're right, although... I'm clicking through because I'm not mentioned every show through those first couple of months. So it happens after oh, that. I buried you the first couple of months? Yeah, I mean, the 30 jerseys, 30 nights thing broke me out of the show. There was a lot early on where I think, look, you wanted to limit my shots off the bench, right? <laughs> and there were nights where you're going to test. If I hit a shot, maybe you'd throw me another pass. But if I didn't hit a shot, I was going to be benched for a little bit. The DA show was very different early on. And the way that these things are saved in the archive is for whatever reason, we didn't realize that that was going to be a big moment. So it's not saved as a 12 DA, like I got a nickname. It just, looking back, it's probably a big moment. These things are logged as half an hour intervals of every single show that ever existed. (laughs) So imagine going through that many over the course of like a four-month period to try to pinpoint when that actually happened. Okay, well, we, we can all play this game of Clue here. 30 jerseys, 30 nights. Did we call you Mraz yet? Nope. And that was February. Okay, so it had to be after that. Yeah, and I got through March, and it appears like you're still calling me by my regular name in March. That's where I've clicked around to okay, so far. Okay, so we're into April then, perhaps. Hmm, I wonder if there's any big benchmarks we can think of, things that happened. When you cried over Derek Jeter retiring, that was October of that year. Well, that, I want to go my plan today was to go to July when we have our first ever wienership. And I want to hear what what I'm told So anyway, that is why I was going to talk to you. That might take me maybe until the final week of me to get because there is a lot more clicking that goes through. (laughs) So I wanted to figure out two that might be more attainable this week Uh to handle. Okay. So we haven't had a meeting of the minds yet. Since we have extra hands all over the place now, since they're just basically giving us as much manpower as humanly possible, I mean... Maybe there's maybe they'll just give us somebody to go through all the archives. Yeah, perhaps. I mean, yeah, we're, we have an intern, but they're already abroad. So I, 
We <laughs> maybe we need both. We have an intern abroad. Yeah, yeah. they're we all in, both of them. We yeah, we hired both of them? <laughs> we hired yes. interns and they both hit the bricks to Europe. You're kidding. I, I, all I'm gonna say is. Interns were picked by somebody else. <laughs> Wait a oh, second. Once Wait a... again, it's not Pete's fault. That's right. We hired two interns. Yes. It's your first Monday here in months, but yes, we have an intern. And they've wrapped up school for the year. Yeah. They knew this was their summer internship. Started. And they decided to go to Europe during the internship? Yeah. Separately, too. They're not Separately. a couple. Separately. So, yeah, you'd think you'd do and one or the nice. other, right? It, our intern, I'll just name, our intern Brooke was great. Those yes. first two weeks we had her, and now I'm pretty sure she's in France or something. <laughs> and when does she come back, Pete? Do we know that? Yeah. yeah. I think next week. And then, oh, that was and quick. Then we, uh, and then we have another intern who started the internship abroad and will be starting next week. Yeah. Cutting tape uh, like Pierre No from England. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like Ryder. You can't mention it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> no, so, he's not in yeah. Lisbon. He's not doing this remotely. The irony is we really could use an intern the next two weeks, and now we don't have them. Somebody get the kid in the Madrid cafecita right. back ASAP because we need decade of DA. <laughs> I mean, it's noonish where he ever is, yeah. so let's get him on the horn here. Right, internet cafe. He so, has a Comrex that I don't have on Long Island. Have him sign into the Burnley system and start cutting tape. <laughs> so I I did some investigating just okay. now. Okay. I went into the DA show fails from June 2013. Okay. So there's a fail listed as Morash on 6-3. Oh! And then there's, a, then there's something else that says Moraz swims with the Dolphins. And that's from 6-18-2013. We've got the window! Pete's giving you the window between 6-3 and 6-18. Here's the problem. I'm going to go to that window. My labeling was as shoddy as Pete's in the early days, and I may not have been fully embracing typing in my nickname. Also, if five days later I'm swimming with the Dolphins, that means I've returned from a full week vacation by then. So, but... Either way, June might be a good marker to go back. And well, I remember that moment is when you actually were worried that you had drowned the dolphin. Correct. <laughs> I can't believe that was year one. That you was did. the same trip the rest of my hair singed off. Yes. You you went to swim with the dolphins, and the trainer was like, hey, buddy, you got to let go of that dolphin. That dolphin is gasping for air. <laughs> they did. They told me abort. They waved me <laughs> off. Were you hugging it too tightly? No. He was too heavy. I was too heavy. It was like pulling me along, and I was like sinking. The dolphin was struggling. They left me for the last... Trying to eat it? No, it was it was the last <laughs> round of this. It was like twenty of us in an excursion group, and I was the last one to go. The dolphin was already tired, so I flap on there, you know, after a bunch of bean burritos, and the dolphin's flipper could not get going as it tried to pull me across the water. Poor and dolphin. the guy with the whistle's like, "Abort! Abort! Abort!" <laughs> <laughs> the never. worst possible circumstances. <laughs> Tired, dolphin, heavy guest. Never lived the same life again. Yeah. There's a movie now about him. Right. Free Willy. Four. <laughs> the Yorka that wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Did he really yell abort? Abort. Abort. <laughs> abort. It was like he had abort. one English word. Abort. Abort. <laughs> For the really heavy guests. <laughs> Yells abort. Imagine being... Miguel knows one English word. Yeah. Abort. But imagine being too healthy for a perfectly streamlined, pure muscle swimming 
expert, <laughs> and he can't handle you. That's right. It outraces orcas. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Dolphins are like the strongest <laughs> right. swimmers known to man. Feel, the dolphin needed a cigarette after carrying me. <laughs> I feel terrible for that dolphin. I, that's going to make me depressed the whole right. day. The that thing is Usain Bolt in water. He goes, yep. I can't do this. Nah. Abort. No, nope. we're done here. <laughs> the dolphin looked like you after that Crave case. <laughs> <laughs> Exhausted, sweaty. There is a limit. Bloated. <laughs> there is a limit. <laughs> Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. Welcome back. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. Listen to us on hundreds of affiliates nationwide and also on Sirius XM Channel 158. Soundcheck is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare? Want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now. Get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. Soundcheck begins with Dak Prescott getting a little emotional when asked about what it would mean to win a Super Bowl. I want to win a Super Bowl. I want to be right there with those two guys and say, won a Super Bowl for this organization. And then as a person, uh, well, I want to be a hell of a player. He say he's a great player, one of the best Hall of Fame type player that uh, when I'm done, they can say he was that type of player, but the person he was was way better. Um, and uh, really, just uh, as much as I hope I impact and inspire the people, you guys got me today. Got me this morning. Uh, a man my mom would be proud of, really. Yeah. Y'all got me. <laughs> Good job. It's a nice sentiment. You want a guy that cares about being respected and cares about doing the right thing. And so when he's citing the two quarterbacks there that have done it, Roger Staubach won two championships with the Cowboys. Trey Aikman won three championships that's the five super bowls that the, the the cowboys have here's a question guys dak prescott wants to be named in, in that group 
I think Starbacks one, and then Aikman's two in Cowboys quarterback history. Is Dak Prescott better than Tony Romo? I think he is. Dak Prescott's gone to two two Pro Bowls. Tony Romo's went to four. Not that that's the end-all, be-all, but would you consider Dak Prescott a better quarterback than Tony Romo? Has he had a better career? Yes, and I I could tell you from rooting for an opponent we cannot name, I, I fear Dak Prescott more than Tony Romo. Folks? I don't think I can say yes yet. I think he has the ability to be better than Romo, but I don't think he's. I don't think you can make a list of quarterback Dallas quarterbacks and put him ahead of Tony yet. Pete, uh, Dak above Tony Romo, no, no question for me. I think I I align with Bogues. He'll probably get there, but the body of work is still not as long as Romo's was, right? Well, well but is the answer better career or better quarterback? Yes. I guess I would say better career. Okay, so of course Dak's career is not complete. Yeah, could, better career is the point. All right, he could completely fall off, continue these interceptions, and, and you have to look at Romo's longevity and yeah, go Romo. Yeah, like if this was what Dak was last year, if that's the new norm, he would not have a better career than Tony Right, Romo. he might end up finishing somewhere. But at their height of their ability, I still believe Dak Prescott's the better quarterback. Hmm. The peak of both of their careers, who was better? So, like, Dak... Three years ago, before the injury, yeah. Romo Prime might be a push. They're about the same type of guy, right? I mean, poised for turnovers, not great in big games. I'm not sure either one of them elevated their teams all that much, did they? I, I just I think the idea of Tony Romo was always better than the quarterback. True. Romo coming off Quincy Carter and the Drew Bledsoe on the he was quarterback. popular. Yes, he was popular, charismatic. He was like he spoke to be the next Cowboy quarterback. Dak came right off of Romo, so there was no lull there. I, I personally speaking, even if it's a single game, I, I, I'm taking Dak Prescott to win that game. Hmm. Probably right because. Romo was so bad in big spots. I mean, yeah. atrocious in big spots. Yeah. People will point to his fourth quarter comebacks, but yeah. How many playoff wins do they each have? I think Romo only had one. I think Romo had one. Dak has had... Dak has now two. <laughs> Dak's got the big two. Yeah, the big two, exactly. The big two. The one was the phantom flag against the Lions. Yeah. And then one was last year. Uh, wait a minute. Was the Lions Romo? Yeah, I don't know. That might have been Romo's only play. was right in between the transition. No, Romo had Romo had another one. He beat Washington one year. They're not really all that memorable, these Cowboy playoff wins, let me tell you. Yeah, like I don't I guess where I'm now kind of disagreeing with Sean is I don't Well, who's the quarterback of the Dez caught it game? Hold on. Wow, we don't even remember. Uh, Dak has two playoff wins, one versus Seattle, one versus Tampa. Last year was the Tampa one. 2019 right. wild card game, they beat Seattle before losing to the Rams. So Romo was the Des Caudic game at Lambeau. Correct. But so they shouldn't Romo have even had the beat... phantom flag. Work. Right. He shouldn't have even beaten the Lions. That game should have been a Cowboy loss. That's correct. Probably Don Meredith is the third best <laughs> Cowboys quarterback of all time, if you want to be honest. On to some internal workings here at CBS Sports Radio, of which we've had many recently. Here's Andrew Perloff, Maggie and Perloff, afternoons here on CBS Sports Radio, weighing in on the Sandlot. I don't think it's a great movie. I think the corny effect is on high. It's like, 
and the big dog and and well it's a kids movie yeah i know i just like i i don't know why sandlot doesn't do it for me i I used to argue with dan patrick about this movie all the time oh dan likes it dan like yeah everybody there's a lot of people like it listen I, I do have a Rotten Tomatoes. The critics do not love Sandler. <laughs> yeah, well, I, they know. <laughs> just felt like they were sort of playing on these sort of tropes about baseball in the backyard. And, like, to me, it wasn't as, I don't know, organic as some of the other movies. How obnoxious is that? Though? <laughs> I I align with Perloff in the, the spirit of trashing traditionally popular movies okay i certainly can be cranky about movies you heard my take on smoking the bandit i was wildly disappointed that film there's been many of these shows or movies that people say you'll love then i see it and say nah it's really not that good but the sandlot to me checks the boxes you need in a kid's baseball film the dog is the villain. You kind of need the the villain that you don't see, that you have. You build a mythology around the kids. It's from a different era when going out to the Sandlot and playing baseball was a thing, which today, if you tried to do that, you'd be like, no way, those kids would always be on their phones. There's the scene with Wendy Peppercorn. Pepper, peppercorn. Peppercorn when Squints tries to kiss her with the mouth-to-mouth, and that's a very iconic scene. Yeah. I think everything about the Sandlot's pretty awesome. The the one kid has the old-school Angels hat on with the actual halo around that. I always love that little nod. The only thing that I thought was corny was that the final scene when the one kid becomes Vin Scully and then the other kid becomes the star of the Dodgers. It's (laughs) like, well, let's remember there's Vin Scully here. This kid can't just jump in and elbow his way into Vin Scully's job. Yeah. Aside from that final scene, which was really, I think that Sandlot is is pretty great. If you switched out that final scene with Benny the Jet Rodriguez becoming an angel and this guy being the voice of the angels, mm. um, then I think it's a, it's a home run. Here's what's realistic about it, too. How many movies, uh, Bad uh, News Bears, uh, uh, what a hardball, where the kids are in a little league and they're playing. This was about a core group of friends who barely had anybody to play except for the Crosstown team that they would go play the one game with that. It was about them just playing baseball, the nine of them, and just doing at-bats and stuff like that. They never actually played in a league or anything, which I thought was really cool. It was like, scrap together as many friends as you can. This is the way we're going to play baseball. And the characters of all the players live forever. Squints, mm-hmm. Benny the Jet. Great Hambino. The Great Hambino. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then Wendy. I mean, you, yeah. you see people. T-shirts. T-shirts. People dressing up as them as Halloween. I mean, it lasts forever, so you got to yeah. give it credit there. Yeah, and it is peppercorn, by the way. Yeah, it's not peppercorn? It's, no, no. No, it no Sean, it's not peppercorn. What a surprise. Sean's uh, wrong. Exactly. Um it's nearly perfect, that movie. Wow. And for full context, I'm pretty sure Perloff had, they were doing a list, top five baseball movies, and he had... Um, original bit. <laughs> he had The Natural first, and we all, we all panned that yeah. in Mothership. Yeah. So, yeah, movie stinks. Right. There's yeah. that, too. Maybe he's just not a good judge of movies. But yeah, if point. you're going to go watch The Sandlot and looking for Casablanca, you're not getting it. You're getting something that's entertaining. I, I think it might be baseball's Casablanca, no. to be honest with you. <laughs> is it the best baseball movie? No, I would still go Field of no. Dreams. Field of Dreams of Major oh, League is better. I, I, oh, a League of Their Own, yeah. I think League of Their Own's excellent. Great not the natural. None no, of the, the natural. natural not, not on the list. Yeah. Not in the top three. Sandlot might be number four. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it's up there for me. Regardless, though, you can't call it corny and overrated. I think it checked a lot of... It actually did the opposite of become corny. It was realistic. And it still ages pretty well. You still watch oh. it, because we watched it for Mothership of the Movies a couple of summers yeah. ago. And it's, yeah. it's still solid. Every 4th of the... Oh, 4th, you go to 4th of July, it's Jaws and Sandlot on every channel, and that's what you watch. <laughs> One, the kids get together, they play baseball. The other, kids get eaten by sharks. But, you know, it's all it's good iconic 4th of July movie. It, it's, it's good to go back to back to back like that. It teaches you enjoy the Sandlot times because when you get older and you start to sail, yeah. the sharks come and get That's you. That's right. Time's right. limited. That's you're right. going to need a bigger boat. Exactly. I guess I also appreciate nostalgia movies, and that's a good nostalgia movie. Mm-hmm. Finally, Jack Stern. Apparently, he was with Shep last night. Oh, yeah. JR was out. JR was out, so Shep was hosting. And then they would slide Jack into the Shep chair. I mean, iconic duos. Excellent. Let's hear it. And I just feel like the hammer has not been dropped in terms of making a significant move in terms of having someone lose their employment. I never am a supporter and advocate of that. But it seems like that needs to take place. And for some reason, it seems like Steve Cohen is being a little bit hesitant with that. And I think a major shakeup is needed. Um, the Yankees... Jack, Jack, this is not the show for that. We don't do that on the JR Sport Brief. We do that on the DA show. But but thank you for interjecting your... Uh, and by the way, why did I get a womp womp for that? You explain to me why I got a womp womp since you're going there. Because it's like you're talking about the gloom and the doom of the organization. I was going to play it when Pete was talking, actually, but... Don't you ever play a sound over Pete McCarthy. Okay, I'll That's never do that, that again. Do not do that on this show. <laughs> 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 Random drop out of nowhere. Makes, that makes total sense, Jack. I can't tell if Shep is being serious there. Don't you ever do that on this show. We do not do sound effects on the show. That is totally the territory of the DA show. Let Pat McCarthy talk. <laughs> Pete McCarthy. Pete McCarthy. Right? Whatever. Pat McCarthy. He's a Mets, bro- <laughs> Mets crew. Or... Is what sh- what Stern is trying to do there? Is he trying to do their own Morty D'Souza? I think he's she's trying to copycat a, a little copycat league there. Yeah, really. Don't you ever um, disrespect the- Jack? Jack? <laughs> Jack? Jack? <laughs> so, Get off the table, Jack. Jack. So, so do we think that Sheb is getting fed up with Jack? In what is the unbelievable <laughs> CBS radio, Sports Radio Vortex, Shep is now in a host chair being fed up with somebody's <laughs> antics on the other side of the glass. <laughs> Karma's tough. The right, next right 10 years, face. baby. The next 10 years. <laughs> yeah, that's the future. I like Shep as a host. I do, too. I yeah. genuinely do. And I love him with JR. I think it's great. He's I, kind of like Rich Gannon at the end with the Raiders. Like, it just took him a while. <laughs> Rich Next Gannon. You know, he's winning MVPs. He's in a Super Bowl. Yeah, no. Shep's really good. He's, I think the thing I like about it is he's really working hard at it. Yeah. Which is, which is, and he's, and we like him. Yep. You know? Which totally. Is, I'm glad he's on the rise with this. This is, it's. Yep. It's, it's a good thing to hear. Yeah, what he doesn't need is the guy on the other side of the glass dropping in sad trombones for some type of humor or comedic relief like in the middle of a Buck Showalter take. You <laughs> don't do that, JR Sport Brief Show. <laughs> you do not do that around here. Some moron trying to get over. <laughs> we must respect this house. <laughs> we do not do sound effects around here. That is the DA show stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and that is your sound check. How exciting is this? We have a full house. I come back one day. Bogues is just hanging out. He's a co-host today. This is amazing. 
Pete and Mraz are here. And Pat Boyle, a.k.a. Tom Doyle, last time I saw you, I believe, was at the Bob's Bar Show. That is correct. A day in which you were a real dog. Yeah. In a good way. Dog! Had to be. Yeah, you had to be the dog. Had to be the dog. You got a a bogus and a boil. You got a bilotti and a bogus and a boil and a bogus and a bilotti here. So, what's eating you? People that get in the left lane and drive the speed limit. I gotta trash the NFL, man. Trash my ex-girlfriend. You want me to trash that? Trash Tuesday. My favorite day of the week, not for nothing. Time to vent. We take it out like the trash. It's Trash Tuesday. All right. You can always listen to the DA show and hundreds of affiliates nationwide. And also, Sirius XM Channel 158 and on the Sirius XM app as well. Bring us your trashes. Mraz, lead us off. Uh, DA, obviously it's been a hectic two weeks for me, but I'm trashing anybody who might have called me, already spoke to me to discuss my potential move, and then got angry that I didn't have a follow-up call back with them. Oh, that uh, this, this happened with a certain somebody that works here, uh, and I was blindsided by this on Saturday in my ear. Dude, how do you not call me back? Are you just going to big time me now? You're not going to call me back. Very aggressively. So I don't feel the need to name this person. Just know if you're listening, that was really annoying and you're being trashed right now. And just leave me alone. Trash him. Don't let a raccoon rip into that bag. I I thought I was going to get the fat man excited. That's all I can say. So you're telling me that somebody called you to congratulate you, which is a nice gesture. Very nice gesture. But then turned it on you. Yeah, so it was like a three-minute conversation where I just, I was on the train, thank, we had exchanged, but it was like really prying for details of my job that I wasn't comfortable with. Uh, and then, you know, I was on a train, I got to go, maybe I'll talk to you later. And then four days later in my ear, how come you never called me back? I sat there, waited all night, you didn't call me back. When, you know, I have a family and stuff. I mean, this person's name might rhyme with Smack Burns, I don't know. <laughs> But regardless of fact, and what what kind of prying, probing questions were you uncomfortable with? Did they talk money with you yet? Um, perhaps wow. from the, him. Do you know the money that would be associated with your job? Ah, I didn't reveal any. Now this is all coming out, but uh, certain things I just was not comfortable with at all. A bunch of shutting it down. I don't know. Was given to him. So this person was fishing for financials of this job that you're vacating potentially so he could see if maybe he was interested. And not only that, also the job I'm currently getting, quote, just so I know if something like this ever comes across my plate, what to expect. (laughs) I can't believe I'm saying this. I shouldn't be saying this. What a turd. Let's go, Jets. Could, could you imagine asking somebody about what they're making? Could you imagine? There's also a better way, because I'm, like, I'm guessing the point of the the exchange was to get information about Sean's job. So you don't want to come out right away and ask those questions. There's a better, like, 75 icebreakers and ways to smooth things out before you ask Sean, like, what his job entails. I think it's so tacky on so many levels, because, number one, if you were looking at Mraz's job, would the first thing you say be, I want to know how much it pays before I get before I get too far down the line? Like, how successful would you have to be to be like, I might be interested in that, except the money's not where it needs to be? Well, I mean, some people are luckier than others that for different reasons, they have a different kind of financial backing and they can be picky. They can negotiate. 
DA is real side eye in that one. Mm. Oh my god. It's just it's so tacky on so many <laughs> Also, you don't call somebody to congratulate to poke around about money. You call them to congratulate them. Right. If you're happy for them, it has yeah. That's a totally different part of it. It definitely, but the point was it definitely started as congratulations, and then that's the point where the phone call goes too long. And then from the only way I could pull the ripcord was I was on the train, I gotta go, I get home. So to be upset that I never gave a like what we were gonna continue this awkward but conversation. That, that explains why there was the follow-up annoying conversation because it wanted to be congratulations and he wanted to ease his way into asking you about the money. But you ripcorded him, so then he called back. Hey, hey, why didn't you call me back? He was the one waiting on that phone call. He didn't really want to congratulate you. He just, just wanted to make sure he got his own information. It made my chest very tight. I was not. I was not. I haven't been comfortable in two weeks with anything, <laughs> which is maybe a sham on me. But I certainly wasn't comfortable with that phone yeah, call. Yeah, you, you had tight chest. Yeah, like I, I just don't need those kind of questions. He'd Have like pop tart. To, he'd like to know that just in case that you croak, maybe you can slide into yeah, that. Exactly. Spot. Uh, you know, in case that you know, my, I'm a young person in my career. In case anything like this cross what i mean what are we doing Pete? well leading to my trash <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm trashing i'm trashing sean morash and i'm trashing the state above pennsylvania for causing all this garbage to happen and the to causing state above <laughs> pennsylvania and kind of the side of it and as well. to cause guys like that to say ridiculous things to us over the next couple of weeks. So I'm looking forward to this greatly. Thank you, Sean Morash, and thank you, State Above Pennsylvania, for all of this wonderful uh, angst that you're bringing all of us here on the DA Show. Luke, it's the Trash Compactor. We have an embargo on a certain state here, so we can't talk about that state. Might happen to be the state where we reside, but we cannot talk about said state. Good to get creative about that. It's weird to call Mraz by his full name, is it not? It's corporate, corporate Mraz. <laughs> corporate Mraz. Are you happy about going back to your real name? So, yes, I, I can't hide that. I definitely am. I embrace the nickname, but I never particularly liked not going by my name. It was my name. Just like, you know, you had the cut out from Damon and Mendel or the DA. still like my name. I, I'm not going to have any sons, so I'm not going to pass it on. The least I can do is honor my name. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy about that. But then again, only me can be put in a situation where it feels awkward that I'm going by my real name, <laughs> which is exactly now how I felt for the last week. Like, oh, are you okay to quit? Like, it's weird that people are going to call me by my real name, which is weird. So not, much of this is so weird. It's not weird. You sold out. I wow. Think, <laughs> I think that your persona is so zany. It's so over the top that it needs a nickname. Mm -hmm. And that when you go by your regular name, it's almost like it strips away the zaniness, the guy that soils himself on the air, and it becomes just a host name. I now, mean, maybe it I does guess, give you more credibility for like yeah. that spot. Does that mean I have to keep soiling myself? Like, can I find a little <laughs> bit of a middle ground of my zaniness? Oh, that's interesting. I okay. Are they looking at you for more I, serious sports takes, or to be uh, the guy that soils yourself? Well, I'm guessing they want the soiling of right. So, I mean, a lot I, of people can have sports takes. I think they really like that part of it. But I mean, I guess my point is, I've done other stuff besides soiling myself. Like if I have to put another dog turd in my mouth, I'll do that. But why does it have to be the extreme? And like the soiling of myself will probably happen naturally at some point anyway. They'd have to make you laugh. And
and and the point honestly, I I went in my pants before I was called Morass. <laughs> I could certainly do that under my real name. They're certainly not bringing you, they're certainly not bringing you there for any producing chops or anything like that. Uh, I would agree. I would agree. Or any contacts you've established. I would agree. You won't have to book a guest. No, uh, no. That's and it, big for you. Yeah, I, I mean, essentially, you have to do one now. The pro- the pro- <laughs> it's nice that it's no longer technically your job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which one made last night with Brian Kenny so difficult? And uh, John say that exactly. No, I won't have to do any of that. No epic fails. None of that. Wow. So, yeah. All the stuff you hated. Yeah, but you know what? It gave me sandpaper. It built me up. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't have to do any of that. In so fact, I might me? be lazier. I don't know. Am I am I the precursor for your job down the hall? I'm doing nothing. I'm not cutting yeah. anything out. No. Well, I did book a guest. Honestly, what you are doing today, helpful when you need it, chiming in when you, they, you're doing my job. Interesting. How's it feel? It feels great. Nice, right? Nice job. A little dirty. Mm-hmm. Like a, little, a little guilty. Well, it's like, like corporate bank, like corporate thievery is a word that might be thrown well, around. That's here. been my career. Yeah. So I'll give it another couple names I can't say on the air. <laughs> for the record. <laughs> Folks, now that you had this spot, somebody will be calling you to ask you about your financials coming yeah. up after the show. Just yeah. to see how much you make. Yeah, that's good. You're, please, as, you know as, my number. As Moist Pork points out, now I'd like my real name back. <laughs> what is Moist Pork's real name? Moisha Plotnik. Moisha Plotnik. No way. And Mraz messed it up so badly, he called him Moist Pork while reading a tweet. <laughs> and it stuck. <laughs> and it stuck. Folks, wow. Who are you trashing? So... I think someone stole my umbrella last Thursday, so I'm trashing this person. I guess it's possible that it was accidentally thrown out or I put it somewhere where I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure it was stolen. Last Thursday afternoon was my daughter's moving up ceremony at her school. Yeah. Rainy forecast, had an umbrella with me, went into the gym, sat down, put the umbrella under my chair, sat through the ceremony. Ceremony ends. We go to a different room for refreshments, take pictures, whatever. Ten minutes into that room, I go, oh, I don't have my umbrella. I go back into the gym to my seat, thinking it's just under my seat, and it's not there. I walk around, looking around, it's not there. Go to the front office of the school. Anybody turn an umbrella in? No. We know the security guard from, like, drop-offs. Hey, Paul, have you seen an umbrella yet? No. We'll let you know. Next day at school, still no sign of my umbrella. It's just gone. Would somebody really walked by and picked up an umbrella? I mean, umbrellas I know are not three dollars, but they're also not three hundred. This was not like an inspector gadget umbrella. It didn't fly me anywhere. It was just an umbrella, so it's a weird thing to take and not turn in. So I think someone Except took it when it's raining and you don't have one. It was just a, a crime of need. I think so. All I right, think people. Still. I think people don't value ah. umbrellas enough, and they go like, "Oh, I forgot mine today. You know what? I need one. Now I'll just take this." Crazy umbrellas are still a thing. You know, throw a sweatshirt on with a hood now at this point. I, I never carry an umbrella. It kind of feels very old-fashioned. Some people don't like getting soaked. Right. And some people don't only wear hoodies. Some people wear nicer clothes well, than that. They don't still, the wind pulls every umbrella. They never hold up. It just It's very outdated. It's like wearing a watch. Because you have other things on your body that blocks the rain. Just throw a hood up. Bring a hoodie with you at all times. Bring a hoodie with you at all times rather than just bring an umbrella for when it does rain. Right. So that's my new trash is the hoodie theory. Trash. I'm getting queasy. Bad boy, who are you trashing? Um, I, I still got a bad taste in my mouth from it, so I'm going to trash the banana that I just had mm. right before this segment because it was hands down 
top five worst bananas I've ever eaten. Now, I'm a man who loves his potassium. And you remember all the bananas you've eaten. <laughs> yes. I, I relish a fantastic <laughs> banana that kickstarts my morning, gives me a little potassium, gives me a little vitamin B, boosts the libido. That didn't do that. Because you need that. Yeah, you need that, that banana didn't do that. It was soggy and mushy, <laughs> and it had a little bit of a sour taste to it. So I'm very disgusted. I'm very put off by it. Mm-hmm. And I usually get my bananas from the ShopRite in Hoboken. I went to the bodega right behind my building, which is fantastic. Has all my little accoutrements, my little goodies that I need throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Bananas will not, not be a stop uh, from now on for me. My my morning is, is close to being... It's on the verge of being ruined because Bo- of that banana. Bodega bananas. <laughs> trash That's just human filth. Can we, can we trust the way he says bananas? Because it's quite irritating. Bananas. Bananas. Banana. And B- then add an S on it. B-A-N-A-N-A. <laughs> say, say what you just said, but add an S. Bananas. Bananas. Yeah. Now you're like, nana bananas. That's how it's said. It's a banana. It's not a banana. <laughs> and your concern would be right now if a woman walked in and was like, Pat, I need you to go. Sorry, I can't because I didn't Mushy have my banana. good banana this morning. Mushy. Yeah. My, te- my test, my, I got low T right now. Sean, give him Apparently. a pill. I got you. Want I got a canister? Yeah. You got I know something? a guy. You got something for me? Mister Low T is back here. <laughs> <laughs> I pity the fool who doesn't get their libido up. I am trashing bachelorette party arms races. I'm seeing this is bachelorette party season. I'm seeing these crazy bachelorette parties where I can't even believe how many events costume changes and different things they're doing in the same day. I saw one on Instagram and they were in New Orleans and they hired one of these bands, you know, the New Orleans, I don't know, Mardi Gras band, jazz, whatever jazz bands. Yeah. Following this party of women and the party of women were probably like seven women middle of the street. They got the band playing around them. So now Everybody in the street has to part seas so that this group of women can stroll by with the umbrellas. Woo! Yeah! So-and-so's getting married! I'm like, well, this is a whole thing. Then, after parting the seas in the street and getting at least five different camera angles of it, Mm -hmm. so-and-so's taking it, probably hired a photographer for it, made sure that the the bride-to-be is in a different white ensemble than the other women are. Then they have the stones to have this band follow them into the restaurant that oh. they're eating at. And as the food comes out, the band is playing. Could you imagine being in a restaurant? Forget the mariachi band that happens to be like a house band. You're at a restaurant where... Diners brought in another outside band to play. As again, everybody photographs and films everything. I'm like, this is outrageous. And this was only one chapter of the many days events that I saw. From pontoon boats to dancing to clubbing to this to that. This is unbelievable. I mean, my bachelor party was a bunch of guys drinking Miller Lite around a pool for two days. That's it. That's all. We didn't leave the house. Barbecue, a few burgers. That's it. That's the day. I couldn't believe the costume changes. The arms race that has become bachelorette parties is too much. Trash it.
Luke, it's the Trash Compactor. Have you seen this? Yeah, I'm going to withhold any comments oh. on bachelorette parties, please. Okay. So I'll throw this on top. Um, <laughs> my friend Sean's sister. No, um, Allie, who may or may not do your makeup before the show DA, was at a bachelorette weekend thing recently, and they created a Venmo account where you could send money to them to buy drinks for the bride. And I asked her after the time, like, this is a real thing. It's like, yeah, that's like, this is a new trend. Enterprise. You put it up there, you post it, people can send you money. And she said they made like $1,000 wow. to buy drinks. Wow. People just kept sending stuff. That makes me furious. Wow. I've people seen are letting people know how much they uh, make on things, huh? I've seen girls do that, um, like, on Instagram and Twitter for like, oh, it's my birthday, Venmo me, whatever. Go scratch. I ain't sending you anything. Yeah. Besides syphilis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Wow. No raincoat in the rain, DA. That's my go-to. Oh, no. No no hoodies, no nothing. Yeah, forget your hoodie, Sean. (laughs) Pat's going to come out stomping with the big uh, tusk, call himself Sniffleificus. (laughs) Who is that? (laughs) You, You were almost there. Yeah. Who is that? But then fell into the ravine. <laughs> Snuffleupagus. That's nothing, by the no. way. That, that's not Snuffleupagus, nor is it syphilis. It's neither. <laughs> I took a swing. I think it's actually like a ancient Egyptian like burial ground. I visited the Snuffleupagus. <laughs> it's bizarre. Uh... It's next to the Sphinx. <laughs> That's like the generic cereal that you get. It's it's the knockoff Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> Sniffleupagus is in, is in Times Square for pictures. That's right. <laughs> he has a, a real dirty nose. Yep. <laughs> Been out there for a while. Doesn't have an umbrella, so he's no, all wet no and musky. <laughs> Tusk is actually a tube sock. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pat Boyle is in. He's got headlines. All right, in Omaha, LSU got rocked on Sunday, 24-4. They responded by returning the favor last night, 18-4 over Florida in the winner-take-all game three to win their seventh national championship. Tigers wiped out an early 2-0 deficit with a six-run second inning. That was only the beginning. The runs kept coming until they finished with the most in a title game since 1998. The 14-run margin was the largest ever in a final, and their 24 hits were the most in a men's college World Series game ever. But more importantly, the story about the Jello shots. Yes. So they do a contest at Rocco's Pizza in Omaha. It's a pizza and bar joint. Oh. All proceeds go to food banks for the eight competing programs, as well as the food bank for the Heartland in Omaha. So LSU fans purchased over 60 thousand <laughs> Jello shots, and that was by Monday morning. I tried to check Twitter very quickly. I couldn't find an updated figure. I'll cheat. I'll try to see if they posted a final one, if the bar is still standing. Wow. Uh, but far and away an all-time record in the establishment's annual contest. Like they had a chalkboard keeping track of it, yes. right? And it was by school, right? Like fans of certain schools said, okay, this is for LSU. This is for Florida. Yep. And like Oral Roberts had like 3,000. <laughs> Which, I mean, I guess it's kind of impressive for Oral Roberts. Toothpaste school has come a long way. Mm. <laughs> they care about their teeth. They can't be eating jello. True. <laughs> I think they're a religious school. Yes. They were and, out quick as well. I, that was 
other part of the problem. Yeah, they had that was the Carl Ravage call that right might have been one of the one of the worst calls ever. They I'm surprised won. you guys didn't call didn't play that call when I was off. I'm unaware of this. Oh man, one might call it despicable. Carl Ravage was calling play by play for ESPN of this was the TCU Oral Roberts. I think it was the Roberts first game, game of the tournament, and TCU hits a home run that gives them the lead. And Ravage calls it a walk-off home run. TCU wins. The game is not ending, though, and he doesn't know why. And so he's, like, kind of confused. Then somebody in his ear clearly says the game is not over. So then he says, and Oral Roberts wins. And they're like, no, that's wrong, too. And then he goes back and goes, oh, it's top of the ninth. Oh, <laughs> it yeah. It be a walk-off. It was bad. It was beyond bad. It was like a triple botch. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, NHL awards last night. Edmonton's Connor McDavid won his third Hart Trophy as the MVP. McDavid's only 26. You know who else has three Hart Trophies? Alex Ovechkin, Mario Lemieux, Bobby Clark, Bobby Orr. Sidney Crosby only has two. Wow. Yeah. So McDavid already has three league MVPs, basically. Yep. Gretzky, by the way, had nine. So I don't, I don't think he's catching <laughs> <Holy> him. Wow. <laughs> Gretzky yeah. had nine? Yeah. I think Jordan had six. So right. that's that's an amazing stat for. Gretzky. He's got three and he's twenty six. He's a great one. It's not funny. Literally his nickname. The Oilers have an Edmund ton of pressure on them. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man! You try to take the crown back for that? <laughs> Calm down. You won't get that little league baseball trophy back ever. Oh, that I is... don't want to close my eyes. That is displaying on uh, my mantle. Do girls ask you about what the hell that is? Um, no, there haven't been there hasn't been any visitors in the last week since uh, Bob's bar. How about you talk about a mantle? That trophy, a bushel of bananas, and a pack of Trojans. Oh, <laughs> by the way, bought from the bodega behind Boyle's house. <laughs> Mantle's very unsecure. If one of these ladies asked you to take a uh, sexy photo shoot, <laughs> snuggling that trophy. A la a flag football uh, trophy. Yeah. Would you do that? Yeah, sure. Okay. Have the bacon hey. have the bacon cover my bacon. There you go. <laughs> Linus Ulmark of the Bruins won the Vezina. Who did he on. play for, by the way? Linus Ulmark? The Bruins. Oh. Yeah. So he was their goaltender for their record setting season. Yeah. yeah. I mean they actually rotated a lot more than people realize, which made it a little odd. But yeah, he was he great. only I think he only started forty seven of the eighty two games. So Tuka Rask is out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Get a taste. Years ago. As is Ray Bork. Uh, okay, their, gotcha. their coach, Jim Montgomery, won the Jack Adams Award for Coach of the Year. And how about this dumb award? King Center Anshe <laughs> Kopitar won the Lady Bing Trophy. It's the NHL's most gentlemanly player. What hockey player wants that award? It's for the least penalty minutes. You're a nice guy on the ice. It's been, Pat, this ain't the first time they've given it away. No, I know. I know. I know. I'm, I'm aware of the, the award's existence. I'm taking my frustration out on it. Well, it's a positive. You're not putting your team detrimentally in the box all the time. Detrimentally. Mm. But it's not really like the NFL Man of the Year Walter Payton Award no. either. It's not community service. No. No. Nice guy in the ice. You're not a dirty player, and you're not taking a ton of penalties. Yeah. Who cares? Well, Lady Bing does. I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I mean, do you want a villain trophy? I don't Like, what are you hoping Bada-bing. for? Yeah, I want, like, the best. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I want the Bada Bing. All right. I want the guy that takes out the trash. Hey, let me take care of this for you. Oh. Hey. Also, Lady Bing was a guy. Right. We discovered this last year. How interesting is that? His first yeah. name was Lady? 
Last know. name Bing? I don't know that. But ah. Lady Bing is a man. Was a man. Was a man. Anyway. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Let's get stunned. It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. So here's the first stunning part of the news. There is a world's ugliest dog competition. Yeah. Dog. Dog. Um, The second part of the stunning news is the dog that won it uh, was even uglier than I could have imagined. (laughs) Scooter, who's a Chinese crested pup, he took home the top prize. This dog is hideous. He is horrendous looking. Um, But he won the trophy, and I guess it was a pretty pretty good story for him because he was almost euthanized when he was uh, born. You know, they basically rescued him from the, what's the name of the group? S-A-F-E, Safe? Oh, I don't know. I had it right here, and I lost it. But anyway, yes. yeah. So he, Saving he was born- animals from euthanasia, S-A-F-E, safe. Yeah, so he was born basically without the use of his uh, back, his hind legs. They were oh, deformed. Wow. So he has walked on his two front legs for most of his life. Wow. He also, the tongue hangs out, like out of a, straight out of a cartoon. Yeah. And he's basically yeah. hairless other than scraggly wisps of white hair around his head. Very good descriptor. Because I was going to say, like, how do we describe how ugly he is? There's a different pooch that wins this every year, although one one of those had the title for many, many years. Do we think this is nice? I mean, they're holding the dog up. It's not. Like, it's a... 
it's a wonderful moment for the dog, but you're you're calling the dog the ugliest dog in the world. Yes, right. we would never have that no, for you, a human, would we? You can't have that take, DA. You can't have that take. You can't have the take that a horse doesn't know it wins the Kentucky Derby and then feel bad for the dog being awarded the world's ugliest dog. He doesn't know what he's winning. Thank you. He's being awarded an award to him. It's making him happy. He doesn't know what the world's calling him the world's ugliest dog. He's yeah. actually, he's living a hard enough life that people are giving him side eyes. At least he feels like he's being rewarded a little bit and he doesn't know what for. Oh, that I guess that's fair, but maybe there's a better way to frame it for humans so that we don't have to call animals ugly. How about this? If you nominate your dog to be in this, you have the dog taken away. You have the dog taken away? Yeah. Why should you be a dog owner of an ugly dog if you're trying to promote how ugly they are? Well, so you're he, looking to hurt their feelings. So here's no. the thing. The, the contest has taken place for over 50 years. And, the you know, the article that I found on USA Today, you know, saying that the, the contest is not about mockery, but it's about celebrating the imperfections that make all dogs special and unique. All right. While also crap. advocating for adoption. So well, that's good. But we're also calling them ugliest dog in the world. I would feel a little weird standing around like, yeah, look how ugly this son <laughs> of a, you know, is. <laughs> I, yeah. Give, give the thing what? a better name. Scooter? Uh, no, because it scoots oh. around. It doesn't use its back legs. Scooter. They, they, did, they the finally contest. got it. Give the contest you a know better the, name. You know what the real problem is? Maybe the dog should be taken away because the owner, who, if this is the woman in the picture, she could also win this competition. <laughs> <laughs> they just got it. The, the dog is... <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. It should be a joint contest. Yes. Ugliest person and ugliest dog. The dog is seven years old. They only just recently got him, like, the little wheel cart for him to walk with. That's ridiculous. Six years, you've been letting the dog just... <laughs> Strangle and, and struggle to walk like that? Take it away. CBS Sports Radio, August 1st. <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Life without me. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This, I, I, I was waiting for the day this would happen. That Mraz would sit back and say, you'll miss me when I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why, why are you saying that? Because I'm, I'm describing this. I'm this just, article. I'm just I'm enjoying this the same way Dixieland Dan will. That's all. I'm a fan. What does that mean? I'm thinking a show. He's above us. He's above us. Now. He's thumb above my us. nose. I'm thumbing my nose at the yeah, personality a, on the show. He just said me. that you're not as good as him. Yes. He's being a loser. That without you don't have his poop stuff, so your best material is calling us Lady Ugly. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Pete. Okay. All right. Well, that's not going to help you in the interview process. Nope. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, I don't love this contest because this dog has no use of its back legs, and now we're giving him an award because he's ugly? Well, let's make fun of it. I mean, yeah. Why can't we call him the most unique-looking right. dog or something along the, the, the most charismatic dog? But I don't in know. A world, in a world where everyone gets offended, we, 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 no. we're still doing Yes, because Pete, guess what? He's a dog. He's not capable yeah, no, of being I, offended. I agree. You guys no. are missing the starting Ridiculous. point. He, he has Ridiculous. no feelings in this the regard. The dog is sick. He doesn't okay. understand that, that's what's going on around that's true. him. But, but should we have <laughs> world's ugliest baby competition? No, it's different because dogs are the one species on planet Earth that are so damn ugly, they're cute. Yeah, everybody with their nose up in the ugly air. Ugly works for dogs. Everybody with their nose up in Would the air. Would you have liked if Peyton was called Called I called her like, Leon Leck. Most yeah, likely to true. look. I know. <laughs> Would you have liked it if, if somebody gave her the award most likely to look like Danny DeVito? 
Would you have liked that? No, but it's a human being. Well, she didn't know. She could ba- be offended. Babies cannot be so so ugly they're cute. Dogs can be. You ever see a, a pug with its eyes bulging out of its mouth? And you're like, ooh. ooh. <laughs> you do like that same thing at the same time. Ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. Find another contest. <laughs> That's a, a, a totally buffoonery. Oh, keep going. This, this dog's there. sick. <laughs> it's sickening. It's totally sickening. The dog's sick, and we're making fun of the dog because it's ugly. But they're not actually making fun I, of the oh, dog. They're up. celebrating the dog. Shut up. No. <laughs> No, they're not celebrating the dog. You they're showing the dog's ugly. They're holding on that Lion King to show them off. They absolutely are celebrating Scooter. Oh, come on. Give me a break. <laughs> Give me a break. Here's you being offended by Enough. a dog. One judge said, in the cutest way possible, Scooter reminds me of a hairy hippopotamus. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's celebrating the dog. Give me a break. <laughs> that's awful. They should change the contest, and they should take away those, dog, those dogs from those owners for, for being stupid. And don't call them tutties. <laughs> Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic feel. So what will Mraz bring to his new destination? When the post says that, it's like some personality. Well, if you want Mraz's personality, like, the best thing he does is says and does things nobody else would ever admit to. Huh? We've all said this. When he soiled his pants, if any of us did it, which we wouldn't because we are adult men. Correct. We would certainly not admit it. Just a hunch here going up the butt. I'm sorry, up the gut. Mm-mm. Nor run to the bathroom in some type of zany Bugs Bunny hair on fire situation. Correct. And then come back, bend over to look, be like, look at what happened. <laughs> <laughs> look at what happened. Again. Again. <laughs> so... Yeah, I got to run real one second. I got an oopsie. The sum. Well, you don't just plot Mraz in there, get his take on the Giants running back situation, and it'd be like, oh, well, let's get some of the poop stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's its own huge mushroom cloud. Let's clarify, let's clarify the red, white, and blue team. Yeah. yeah. Ah, sorry. Right. You're right. Yeah. A it's quarterback also- that rhymes with bones. Give your take on that and then do a fart sound. That's what they're looking for, right? <laughs> Look at 300 yards. <laughs> <laughs> but the fun It's Ebony Tiki. With, well, that's a little bit of personality right there. That's, yeah. that's some. You can bring that anecdote to the air, and then that's not necessarily the poop stuff. Yeah. What does that mean? I got an oopsie. Well, you really? I mean, I feel like I'm leaving here with a legacy of being the poop guy. Yeah. Which again, <laughs> what? if the poop fits. As <laughs> always, says, why am I the poop guy? <laughs> well, because 65% of the crazy things you do have involved right. that. Well, I mean, we're, we might play back some clips over the next three years. How many of them are going to be poop related? I don't know. Too many. His bowels in check during PGP? <laughs> we're going to have a whole montage that's going to use. Yeah. Count I'm, not, I'm not sure of the raw number, but it definitely falls under too many of them. <laughs> the raw number. <laughs> What's the raw data? 45th percentile. <laughs> Epic fail, you loser. That is why you fail. Epic fail. Which neatly folds into the question of the morning. Should Mraz limit that, quote, poop stuff in the new job? 56% of you say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a potty training was tricky for Bob the Deadly Man. He once forgot Mraz's sister on the bowl during the 1994 Grammys. <laughs> Nancy found her passed out with her head on the hamper when she got home at 11 p.m. While your dad was watching what, Chili Peppers? <laughs> 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 <The true story. laughs>
<laughs> You're cold up for the bar. <laughs> I'm going to save the other two for tomorrow's show because this is so good. Thanks to Sean Moraz, executive producer, Pete the Body Walati on the Wheels of Steel, Andrew Bogish, Pat Boyle on Headlines, and Kevin Wall on the simulcast. Be good, be good to one another. We'll see you tomorrow. The Mothership disconnects. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.